and welcome to Ready for Love Radio. This is your host and love coach, Nikki Lee. And today I have got a friend of mine that's been on before. And if you've listened very often, you've probably heard us talk before. And we always tackle the really fun, fun topics, uh, detailed topics and, and things that people need to talk about and think about. And we are going to share information that can drastically help some people in improve, or I feel, improve the quality of their life, happiness, satisfaction, and just just make, make a lot of major improvements in your life. So uh, today my guest is Paul Bagg, and he has been on before, but I'm going to let him just do a short introduction to explain what he, he does so many things. I'm going <laughs> to let him explain it to you properly. So Paul, it's fantastic to have you back with me today, and you want to just, just kind of tell people a little bit about what you do? Sure, Nikki. Thank you. It, it's always a pleasure to be here, so thank you for having me again. It's um, overwhelming to introduce you, so I'm going to let you do it. <laughs> okay. Well, the, the nuts and the bolts of it are I am a certified massage therapist. I am a spiritual minister. I am a sex and intimacy coach and also a sensual sexual body worker. That's that, that sums up a lot. <laughs> Without explaining everything, that's what I am. Well, and that's why you are the person, and actually it's Paul's fault that I invited him tonight because he wrote this really great article that I read through, and it resonated with me so much that I had to start sharing it with everybody. <laughs> so I figured if, if it was that awesome when I read it and I enjoyed it that much, we have to talk about it and share it with everybody that, that might not have seen my post about it. So we are going to talk about the 10 signs you may have some degree of repressed sexuality. Now, for the people that are thinking about turning it off, hold on, just hold on. (laughs) This is a topic that I personally have dealt with this for years and years and years, and I know that, that sometimes the immediate reaction is, to say, no, 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 I'm okay, everything's fine, it's okay, it, you know, there's no problem. But the thing is, we're going to share information about first identifying if you, you have an issue with, with repressed sexuality. And, and it may not even be something obvious. It, it may be things that you just kind of get used to and you, you don't really think it's an issue. Or you may kind of have been oh, conditioned, might be a good word. To, to think that this is how things are supposed to be. But we're going to talk about some things. First, identify if it's an issue, some benefits to to working through these sorts of things, how to work through it. We just, we're just we going to share all kinds of cool things, and we're going to help them feel better and be more satisfied, aren't we, Paul? Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I wrote, <laughs> there you go. I wrote this blog not to tell women that there's something wrong with you, you need to be fixed, but just to put it out there that, and these, these are just ten signs. There, there's hundreds of different things that could indicate that, you know, somewhere along the line in your life, your sexuality has been repressed a little bit or your expression of it. So I wrote these ten things just to see if anybody, you know, would identify with them. And, and you know, obviously it's completely up to them if they want to start to either explore themselves more or just to see how much more pleasure and enjoyment they could have out of life. You know, it's funny. I was talking to somebody the other day, and and they were, they were so. Actually, the the conversation ended up about sex toys. But what we were talking about, she's like, "Well, my my sex life is wonderful and perfect, and nothing could change, and blah blah blah." 
and I got to thinking, I'm like, you know, you, you get into a certain thing, and even if you think it's wonderful, if you don't ever venture outside that, you, you don't know if it could be better. I mean, you may be happy the way you are, but you know what? It Usually there are ways to make things better. I mean, even if it's wonderful, there there might be something different. There might be something more. You know, it just there's I don't know. I just think it's worth being creative and getting outside the box and saying, you know what? Could I take whatever it is to another level? And that's all aspects of life. There you go. <laughs> and, and and where's it gotten you? You know, it's worked out pretty well. <laughs> it doesn't always, and it's it's gotten me some very strange looks throughout my life. But you know. Overall, and on average, it's definitely been worth the effort. Yeah, it's always worth <laughs> but the I, effort. I, I long have joked that, that I don't fit inside the box. I'm too tall for the box, so outside the box <laughs> is the way to go. So. There you <laughs> go. Well, <laughs> and, yeah, and, and no matter what, even if you go out and try new things or you explore new things and you don't like them, you're still learning more about yourself. It's still right. self-knowledge, and that's always a good thing. Well, and that's right. You know, you, you can't guarantee you're going to like everything, but if you don't try, you're never going to know. So, that's right. you know, try. If you don't like it, don't do it again. But I don't know. I just, I, like I said, I'm, I'm always curious, and I have always enjoyed trying new things, and just, like, like I said, in all aspects of my life. So how, how would be an easy way, not touching on the ten signs yet, but what would be an easy way to kind of, explain to people what repressed sexuality is because it's, it's, it's not something you, you i mean you know it's not covered every day on the, the front of the newspaper or anything so what okay. what is it <clears throat> okay well repressed sexuality essentially is anything that either hinders um influences or or somehow manipulates your natural either sexual growth or such sexual expression in some other some other fashion than what would normally be happening so that the repression of it is it has repressed your expression or your growth or your learning about your your own feelings what makes you feel good um how your boundaries you learn more about your boundaries what you like what you certainly won't do all these things, these are our, this is our sexual expression, how we enjoy things and how we put it forth. There's things that happen to us through the courses of our lives that influence, that sometimes we don't even realize it's happening. Other things are, are blatant, like um, religious sexual oppression, or right. you grow up in a situation where you know, you're told you can't show your legs, you can't dress a certain way. So your natural creativity and your natural energies, everything is stifled. And somewhere along the way, that will affect you. I mean, it may not be a huge thing. It may just be that you're, you're not having as much pleasure in the bedroom as you could be. Or it could be something as extreme as, you know, it's affecting all of your relationships. And, and you, you can't, all your relationships turn tragic because of what happened to you in your past and and you've never quite gotten past it so that's, all that's of these a, things can make up repressed sexuality that's a really cool point that i like is it's not just sexual these kind of things and and i love the the part that you bring out about the creativity 
because there there are so many ways that it, it's not just having the best orgasm possible. <laughs> you know, it's that's not just what we're talking about, and that's why I said you know don't don't turn it off, just hold on. <laughs> you know, it's there's so many other parts of your life that this can impact, and um, I completely agree with you about the. It, it's kind of blatant in some things. I think I think with society and culture, it can be very blatant, especially in parts of the U.S. It's yeah, very, and in other ways, it's very subtle. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and the religious thing, you, you kind of just, it, it's assumed this is how you're supposed to be, and people don't realize, you know, maybe maybe this isn't how we were meant to be. But, um, like I said, there's there's a lot of different things, so don't, don't assume you know everything we're going to say here. <laughs> so, um, so what are a few of... The like I said, I want to I want to focus and make sure people understand the ten signs that you laid out, and we may even come up. You know, between the two of us, I am pretty sure we will even think of some more. Oh yeah, there's <laughs> plenty. There are, there are. You, you did hit on ten good ones though. Um, and the first one I think resonates with a lot of people because you said, "Are you a giver that has trouble receiving pleasure from others?" Now this yeah. this is an issue that I've always had, and I'm I'm the kind of person that even now that I've I've worked out a lot of the kinks with all this is. I still have a really hard time doing things to spoil myself in any way whatsoever. You know, I'm, I'm, I have no issue doing things for other people and giving to other people and spending a lot of time and effort and all this. But when it comes to doing it for me or letting other people help me, I've always had a humongous issue with that. And I, I had never thought of that being part of this situation. Well, and most women do have a huge problem with that because they are you know, set up as caregivers, as parents, as, you know, taking care of the family. And in a lot of cases, you're having to go out and work, too, and you're putting out more and more energy for, you know, your family or whoever you're doing it for. And then you're not taking time for yourself, taking time to pamper yourself or make yourself feel good. The self, um, yeah, not self-pleasure, but, well, self-pleasure is very important, too, but just self-maintenance. Right. is very important and i'm not talking about the maintenance where you got to go to the gym that's that's great want to go to the gym go to the gym but to make yourself feel good in other ways um you know if you are a caregiver and you're always giving to somebody else always putting your energies out to somebody else sooner or later you, your your cup's going to run dry you know and you're really not going to have enough to give out to people or not in the quality that you once did because there's nothing being replenished on your end. Exactly. And that's very necessary. It, it's not just women. There's, there's, there's nurturing men, caregiving men out there. It's just as important for them. But it's usually the people who give the most have the toughest time receiving because either they say to themselves, oh, I'll get to me later. Right now i gotta, I got to take care of this one, or right. i got to take care of this situation. I'll, I'll get to me at another time. Or... A lot of times just saying, you know, no, I don't need that, and back to business. But it's not true. You really do need it. Um, we, as people, as human beings, we are meant to give and receive pleasure, happiness, joy, everything. It, it, it's a two-way street, and we really need to find that balance. I, I, <laughs> something just popped into my head, and every time I, I think about the whole doing, doing things for yourself kind of deal, and this, this will show you how completely messed up I, I have been about this at points in my life. I remember when I was about 19 and my best friend, and this, this was 
this was just the most innocent thing, but it, it hit me so hard when it when it happened. And, and like I said, even now, thirty years later, <laughs> you know. But we were we were talking about something, and I was over at her house, and we were just sitting in her, in her room talking about something. And she gets out a bottle of lotion and was actually taking the time to put lotion on on like her legs and her arms and all this kind of thing. And I was sitting there going, yep. "Good grief!" <laughs> you know, that's pathetic that that hit me that bad. You know. Oh, but, uh, ah, wow. Good, <laughs> I, I look at thing. it now going, okay, you know, the body needs to be maintained. <laughs> so, it does. And, and if you're like, not going to do it, who is? Uh, but like I said, I mean, well, and, and it's goofy, and it sounds really ridiculous to me now, but, I mean, that I, that's why I figured I was shared. I mean, that's that's how ridiculous my mind has been about helping myself. And even, I mean, your skin needs, to be moisturized, you know, you need to do this. Yes, but yeah, I just remember thinking, wow, I can't believe she spoils herself so bad. That, that wow. You know, and, and even a on a way. higher level here, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, that's okay. But, but just to keep going with the subject on this first question here, um, on a higher level, um, any, if anybody's ever heard of the law of attraction, they know what I'm talking about, is you receive what you put out. So if you're putting out the energy, the vibration out to everybody around you that I'm okay, I don't need anything, I'm just going to keep giving, 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 then you're not going to receive. You're not putting out a vibration that's saying that you're willing to receive. So you won't. And when that time comes that you really do need it, then you're kind of stuck with yourself and not knowing how to take care of yourself or how, how to please yourself. Very true. You know something. Let, like I said, let's hit on a few of the ones, and then we'll we'll go back to the more sexual ones. But one of the things that I thought was interesting is number five, where you said, "Do you have trouble expressing or communicating your?" Well, this is sexual, but still, it makes my point. <laughs> communicating your sensual, sexual wants, needs, and desires. Now, we we all want and desire certain things, and we may feel a little hesitant to express our wants and desires. But you also include in there the things that we need. There are things on a sensual, physical, sexual level that we need. It's not just, I want this, it would feel good, but there's things that our body actually needs. What, what would be some of those things? Okay. Well, uh, we, there's something called skin hunger out there where your, your, your body, your tissues, actually crave the touch of another body, other tissues. It's skin hunger. The... Um, there's all kinds of research done on the power of hugging and how many hugs we actually need per week or per day or however it is they describe it. But human beings need other human beings. It, it really just comes down to the, that, that simple. Right. Yeah, we, we need physical touch. Physical touch is incredibly healthy. It's incredibly healing. It's incredibly soothing. And, you know, in our hurried, busy lives, we, we don't always get it. And it's also sometimes if you are that, that giving, giving, giving person to put across your need for wanting that or your need for having to have that because you're not used to doing that. You're not used to taking care of yourself. So True. that communication to others isn't there. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Like I said, it just, it just hit me that, that it wasn't just what we want and that kind of thing, but, but it's the things we need. So. Well, yeah, there's that need. And, of course, if you're in a relationship, you, you need affection from your partner. 
Right. And if, for whatever reason, if you have trouble vocalizing that or showing that person, then you're not getting what you need. Right. But there, there are certain things in, in our growth, again, a, mo- a lot of repression comes when we're younger and when we're learning about ourselves, about how to be responsible people, how to interact with others, what our roles are in society, quote unquote. You know, when, it, when it's repressed at that age, then when we get up and older and we get into these situations, you know, we don't know how to verbalize because we've always been told, no, you're not supposed to say that or that's silly or, you know, whatever it is, but you've been told don't voice your opinion on that. And it affects you later on down the line. It certainly does. And, well, that thing, at that point, you've gotten so used to it that that you don't, you you tend to, if, if you want to vocalize something, then you feel like you're wrong, you know, so... Subtle things that you don't even realize are happening until either you really start to think about it or one day, you know, you just snap your fingers and poof, you have an epiphany like, wait a minute, this ain't right. Why is this happening? All right, I'm going to change this. Very true. Yeah. Hey, I'm looking, I'm looking at number seven on your list. and You say, do you lack confidence in sexual situations? Can this also impact confidence in other situations? Absolutely. Um, confidence itself comes from from accomplishments. It comes from self-knowing. It comes from free expression. Now, okay, asking, you know, confidence in the bedroom is one thing that would come from experience, um, how much you've experienced, how much you know what pleases you, your satisfaction, all of that in the bedroom. However... Again, everything else, it always reaches out into other parts of our lives. Um, If you don't have that type of confidence, then let's say business meetings. You know, you're not incredibly self-assured. You lack a little bit of confidence. Um, Let's say situations that rise where you've got to go deal with somebody on not necessarily a business level, but still something that takes precedence in your life, maybe it's taxes, maybe it's, you know, the child's teacher, whatever it is, but you're in this situation and you don't feel 100% comfortable or self-assured or confident, and it's because you didn't have these accomplishments and self-awareness somewhere else in your life, so it hasn't translated to confidence. Confidence can come in a multitude of different ways, but... Um, repressed sexuality or let's just say freedom of sexuality freedom of sexual expression is a great confidence builder and it it reverberates throughout your life in a thousand different directions well and and freedom of you know when you're you're talking about you know freedom of sexual expression that that doesn't have to be blatant running down the street doing crazy you know there's there's a lot of ways and and even even in say a, a completely monogamous committed relationship there are ways that you can express your, your sexual um, wants, needs, desires, thoughts, this kind of thing to your partner that's very healthy for both of you and your relationship and, and your intimacy and all this kind of thing. So, so we're not talking off the chart, be crazy. It could be just as simple as wearing you know, um, four-inch high heels into your business meeting instead of two-inch heels because that extra height gives you confidence or that that 
extra height somehow makes you feel sexy and confident. These are all subtle, subtle things that, you know, nobody's even going to realize you're doing it, but you know you're doing it, and you feel good about it, and that's the important part of this whole thing. There, there was a thing I saw on Facebook the other day, and it, it looked like something you would have shared, and it's, it's got this woman sitting in a mirror, and she's fixing her hair and fixing her makeup, and, and it was something like, stop asking me who I'm doing this for. I'm doing it for me. You know, there's, there's times when, and even wearing sexy underwear, even if nobody's going to see it, you know it's there. You feel better, you know, and you, and you just feel a little bit more confidence, a little bit more pep in your step. And like I said, even if nobody sees it, you know you're doing it. So oh, yeah. there's a lot of things that are very innocent that you can do that, that can really help I, this kind of thing. I had a client there wearing no underwear, going commando. That's what she did to feel sexy and to, to give, like she had one up on everybody else. And that made her feel good. And that was really all she needed was just that little expression. That's right. And, and like I said, it doesn't even matter if anybody else knows about it. You know it. That's the important Absolutely. part. So what about, um, let me see, let's, let's just tackle number. I'm, I'm making a list so I don't miss any since I'm jumping around so bad. <laughs> but it says, do you feel like your body is capable of feeling so many more sexual and pleasurable sensations? Now, I know... There, there are times when a person may start to feel some kind of, of stimulation or pleasure, and, and they back away. They either back away from the person or the situation or the conversation or whatever it is that's making them feel this kind of thing. What are some things that a person can do to kind of ease themselves out of that and start accepting that, that having pleasurable sensations is not a bad thing? All right. Well, first thing you got to realize is that as human beings, we are basically built for physical pleasure. Um, the, the, the female clitoris, 7,000 nerve endings, all there for one specific purpose, make you feel good. That's it. That's their only job. So we are built for it. Um, s- subtle little things, you know, a little breeze blows by and your hair stand up. It feels good. It's a little, little thrill, little chill, whatever it is, but it feels good. So we are built for pleasure. There, there's nothing to feel bad about it, you know, ashamed of any sensations that you feel. Um, some sensations that come too quick and too fast, if you're not ready for them, they can be scary. Um, the very first thing you do if you ever get into that situation with a lover is to stop. Take a break. Don't overwhelm yourself. If, if your partner in this situation cares about you, they will understand. They will slow down, take a deep breath, and either go back to it or sit there for a second and actually think about what it is that's bothering you. Is it bothering you because you're going too fast, or is it triggering something else? If it's triggering something else, then that's something you're probably going to want to look into because, in another way, we're repressing your free flow of of your sexuality you're 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 stopping for whatever reason so that that flow has been hindered right. it's time to analyze what's going on or again if it, if it is just as simple as taking a deep breath and moving on just proceed slowly and enjoy it, it sex shouldn't have to be rushed i mean i know there's situations parents kids everything nobody's got time for anything anymore but your own self-pleasure shouldn't be rushed it's meant to be enjoyed it's meant to be cultivated it's meant to be nurtured it can 
take us a million different places if we let it. It's just a question of being open to it. Right. Um, and I think along with that, that line, too, is where it says, do you tense up physically when confronted with heightened states of arousal and pleasure? That that kind of falls into the same category because that, that can be a very, you know. It a, does, a, and that's generally associated with a trigger. It, it could be something that pops right into your head, a bad memory from trauma or another situation, or it could be something that you're really not even aware of, something that happened in your youth or even recently, but it, it somehow just slid past your conscious and got stuck in your subconscious, and it's there. Um, right. Yeah, so those those are things that triggers are always associated with something else, and there's always further work that needs to be done to find out what you're being triggered from, you know, why, and how do we get past it. Right. So, let me see. Number six is, do you think that if you do express your true sensual nature, others will not understand or be able to handle it? That can be a very real concern, depending on, on um, uh, the way you, and you know, for a person in, in, like a committed couple, if you know that your partner was raised a certain way and all of a sudden you're having feelings and thoughts that you're not quite sure they're gonna, how they're going to handle it, this could be a real concern for people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, there's, okay, getting past the whole religious thing, because religions don't want you to have any joy, any pleasure at all. The you know, body's there for one purpose, have children, and that's basically it. Um, everything else is evil. So there's that. There's society that tells you you're only supposed to think or feel a certain way, and if you do act another way, then either you're a slut, you're filthy, you're you know, evil, there's all that. There's things that you were told as a child by your parents, by anybody. But, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> Which question was that again? <laughs> they all they kind of uh, blend together for me. I, I, I understand, though. I, yeah, I, I think a lot of those things, too. Uh, number six. Six about about being concerned about expressing your your um, oh yeah because of all these things that you've been told if you get into a situation where something's feeling good and you want to keep going further you know and again triggers something triggers one of those memories where you're being told no you can't do that that's dirty you know and all of a sudden you shut down and you start feeling ashamed and embarrassed that's not good. Um, you know, you're worried that that's what you're going to find from your lover because either they come from a different scenario and it's definitely going to be, you know, taboo for them or you think that, well, society will look at me funny and you're just worried what they're going to think. So you, you hold everything in and you're not, you're, you're not living up to your potential as far as what you can experience, number one, what your, your own... Um, boundaries are because you're not actually pushing them you're 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 turtling back inside your shell um so there is no freedom of expression here and right. that's very unhealthy so it, it did come from somewhere and it's something that does need to be worked on if you do want to go any further if you do want to explore yourself more or or find these heightened states of pleasure very true seems to me that that couples should have even just one, even if it's just one hour a month, where they can just have absolute, be guaranteed absolutely no judgment from their partner, okay, and just 
put things out there that they just think about, that they just they just need to share with their partner. Don't ever have to act on it. You know, maybe you don't ever need to do it. You just you just have that that hour of closeness where you can trust one another and say whatever's on your mind, whether it's something insane or crazy or some fantasy, just be able to do it without any judgment whatsoever. Could you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, you don't even really even have to act it out at that point. The mere talking about it and getting it out there and, exactly. you know, and seeing what the reaction is, you know, it could be very favorable. The other person could that's be like, hey, yeah, I've, I've always wanted to do that. I was just, I was afraid to mention it to you. That's yeah. what I was just thinking with this. You know, if if you've got both people having this concern, imagine all the things they might share if they just felt they could open up to one another. So it, You know, I mean, there's something in that other person that you love or care about. It, we're, we're all human, so we all come with our own little quirks, our own little faults, and we make mistakes. So, you know, there's no reason to put this other person up on a pedestal and say, no, they're they're too good for that. You know, they... They, they're human. They have feelings, wants, desires, and they want to find out how far they can go with them. That's it. I, you yeah. know, it'd be, it would be very cool if people could do that. All right. This is a big one. Oh, my gracious. This is one of my biggest pet peeves in the entire world. Number eight. Do okay. your sexual desires make you feel guilty, ashamed, or afraid? That is yes. so prevalent. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so that kind of blossoms off of what I was just talking about. Um, you know what? Let's let's take somebody who was just in the news, Caitlyn Jenner, for example. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, um, Bruce has always had. We'll say Bruce because at the time he was Bruce, he's okay. he's always had these these feelings that you know he he didn't know what they were, and I'm sure he didn't talk about them from day one to to go out and say, hey, this is me, I'm Bruce Jenner, I'm normal. No, a- at the time, thought he was abnormal and didn't want to talk about him, was, was, you know, didn't want to feel ashamed. So we hide these things inside of ourselves, and we don't bring them up. We don't express ourselves freely. And you had mentioned at the beginning of the show about the creativity. Mm-hmm. When we do hide all this stuff, our creativity in our energetic body, we'll say, without getting too crazy oriental medicine on everybody we have seven major energy centers in our body they're called chakras the ones that the one that is responsible for our creativity and our our sexuality are the same ones it's the same chakra it's your your sacral chakra and it's located down by your reproductive organs that free flowing of expression expressive sexuality is also free flowing energy of creativity that energy just gets channeled in different ways. You can take your sexual energy and you can channel it towards your creativity, towards your business. If you're an artist, you channel it towards your art, wherever. Creativity comes from sexual expression and happiness. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. All right. See, if, if you and I had talked 30 years ago, imagine how different part of my life could have been. <laughs> well, yeah, because I would have been 17 and I would have screwed you all up. <laughs> and I, I was, you, we're almost the same age. <laughs> so, oh, let me see. Okay, this is one that is going to hit people in a lot of a lot of different ages. They're, they're going to have various um, uh, variations of, of this one. How about number nine? Do you sometimes feel that your body and hormones, if you're not going through menopause, 
are more in control than you are. I, I would think this probably deals a lot more with women, don't you think? Oh, yes, of course, absolutely. Um, of course, men may feel this way sometimes, too. <laughs> so. Well, we do, but generally we don't care. <laughs> or or there's just... like women's hormones in their life is more in control of their life than they are. So, Yeah, we just um, talk it up to, okay, it's hormones. That's yeah, it. I know. <laughs> Good enough. This too shall pass. So. Yeah. Um, okay, feeling that your body is more in control than you are is... Again, getting back to those physical wants, needs, and desires that haven't been communicated or expressed. Your body still wants these things, your, your physical body. You, um, chemically, you know, all our endocrine system, our glands, they all produce these chemicals. Some of them are dopamine, adrenaline, feel-good chemicals. Um, you can get yourself into situations where these chemicals start to kick in and based on either something you felt, something you're looking at, some situation that feels good, but, again, you you either have never experienced it before, you've been told it's bad, and at that point you're like, all right, you know, I know I shouldn't be feeling this way, so why is my body feeling? What's up with this? Right. There, there actually seems to be um, kind of a, an awakening going on for women. And what I found is it's kind of between the ages of like 35 and 55, where women are feeling that from their bodies, but they're listening. They're, they're listening with their mind. They're listening with their, their spirituality. And it's starting to click that, hey, there's more out there than what I've been experiencing, that you know, my right. body is telling me something that I should be listening to. And it is happening. And it's a beautiful thing. That's it. Well, it's, it's the awakening, and, and it just it's empowering, and not in a take control, you know, bulldoze over people kind of thing. But oh. it's it's so it's so empowering and so positive. I think to to actually feel like you're in touch with yourself and you feel comfortable in your own skin. That's well, huge, you know. Well, and, and the reason is the simplest thing there is. The, the reason it's empowering, the reason that it's confidence building, the reasoning is because you're just being your natural self and that you're right. not letting all those other things that have hindered the free expression of your sexuality, you're not doing that, so your natural being is coming out. Your, your inner child is playing. Your inner goddess is getting a chance to be herself to the world. And, of course, that's empowering. You know, of course, that builds confidence, and it it, it it brightens your day, it brightens your life, it brightens everything. It, that, you know, it's sad, it's sad that we have to get to a point where we, we feel like we can give ourselves permission to be our true self. You know, but, I mean, we, it, it really is that, that situation for a lot of people. You know, here it is, 2015, and we're supposed to be such a, a modern society, and we, we've so evolved. Yeah, we've, we've evolved past the point of being our natural selves, where every influence out there bombards us, you know, 24-7 via media, via, well, the environment, everything. We're bombarded by this stuff constantly. The repression, the things that hold you down, the things that tell you, no, you're not doing it right, or you should act in another way. Just to be natural and to let it all go and just to be yourself is an incredible accomplishment, unfortunately, here in 2015. It is. And we'd all just be so much happier if we could get back to the way 
we were born to be. That's it. Essentially. Well, and, and my thing is, for listeners, this, this isn't just something that, that I'm sharing and have no clue. I mean, I've gone through this. I've gone through this feeling uncomfortable in my own skin, feeling all these doubts about myself, feeling that, that having any kind of sexual feeling is a horrible, awful thing and you should feel guilty. I went through 40 years of this. You know, so that's, that's why I'm so passionate about this topic is feeling the difference in my own life and being from, and I've still got a ways to go, you know, but feeling the difference just in, in waking up in the morning and feeling good about myself. That was huge. I hadn't felt that way. You know, so it's, like I said, I'm not just throwing this out there casually. I know I know how hard it is to work through this. I know how hard it is to acknowledge and say, you know what, maybe maybe this is something that, that isn't isn't healthy and isn't positive, and I need to do something about it. So, like I said, that's, that's why I'm so passionate and why I want to share it. And that's one of the reasons I have the radio show in my blog, so I can share this kind of stuff with people. So that's why Paul and I get along so well, because he likes to help me share it. <laughs> so, yeah. See, well, there you go. I'm kind of fond of sharing it myself. See, that's why we get along so good. Yeah. <laughs> now, this this is the one, buddy. Let's talk. Let's let's tackle the big one. Do you lack knowledge of what really satisfies you sexually? So yeah, save that one for last because that's that's going to be touchy for some people. So it is. people people <laughs> people may not like I said. There's there's a lot of people that just. Have, let me see, let's just put it out there. There, there are plenty of women who may never experience an orgasm in their life, and they may not know what they're missing. They may, they may think that that being stimulated and, and whatever is, is that's all there is to it. So, I'd really what? like to change that if I could. <laughs> well, I, I know. <laughs> Here again, this is why you're on the show with me. <laughs> so, that's right. So what can we do, and like I said, I, I know that's kind of a touchy subject, I know, and, and it's, and, and my thing, and I, there's, there's one thing a lot of people put out there that it just irks me when I hear it, and it's that obviously their husband hasn't given them an orgasm. Okay, can we clear that up, please? Sure. It, it, it's not your husband's responsibility to know what pleases you. You have Thank to tell you. him. Men okay, in general, and, and what... Uh, and, and how does a person actually, and, and we don't have to get into a full, full-blown full definition of, of, you know, an instructional masturbation here, but what can a person do to understand what pleases them? Because you can't expect another person to know if right. you don't know yourself. You just, no. you shouldn't, you shouldn't expect that of a human. No, no human's got that power. Absolutely. Like it, it, communication is the biggest part of any relationship, and it, it comes back to the bedroom, too. So, again, you're, you're, your partner, your husband, your girlfriend, whatever, is not going to know how to please you unless you know how to please you so you can right. translate it. Of course, there's always exploration. They find new things that you didn't know felt good. That's fantastic. That's the way we break repression and move on. But, again, you can't expect somebody else to know these things. So, yeah, without getting too deep into into ways that you can change this um there are subtle ways there, there's definitely subtle ways I, I mentioned the chemicals that are going on in your body and how they affect you well those chemicals also can affect your your dreams and your fantasies pay attention to them they are actually trying to tell you something 
we, you know, you may have a fantasy where you're riding down the street on the top of turtles and you're naked and you don't get that. And that's fine because not too many people are going to get that. But <laughs> pay attention to the little parts of that. You know, it could be that you just need to feel free and naked for a while, expressing yourself that way. Um, pay attention to little things that you generally don't notice. I mentioned earlier about like a breeze blowing on the skin and, and your hairs stand up and it tingles. Well, if those hairs stand up and they tingle and they send a little tingle up to your crotch area and it feels fantastic, then, you know, sit there for a minute or two and experience that and see where those little feelings take you. And if, if you decide it's something you want to build on, then by all means, explore further in some other way. But don't just let these things go unnoticed. If it feels good, there's a reason it feels good. And if your body's telling you, hey, I want more than this, then, you know, start to take a look at that. There's very simple things you can do. And it could even be as simple as you always wanted to wear stiletto heels, you were afraid of people, what people might think of you or whatever, but it's something you always wanted to do. Try it. Walk around in your house if, if you're afraid of what everybody else is going to do. But you're doing this for you. The biggest thing is always doing it for you. We can do things for other people, but it doesn't react the same way inside us. When we do something for us, it's an accomplishment. It's something that we wanted to do. We created it. We made it happen, and, and that was our goal. We achieved it, and now we can move on to something else. These things are very important in our lives. We, we do it with school. We do it with business. We do it with our jobs, kids, relationships, everything. It's very important to find out what does make you feel good and give that to yourself because you crave it. This is true. Something I was thinking, too, when, when you're talking about communicating is when, when you are with your partner and something feels good, encourage them. Tell them it feels good. You know, you, yes. you, don't have, you don't have to talk dirty to them. I mean, they might enjoy that, but you don't have to take it that far if you don't want to. Sometimes, you know, who, who have you ever been around, whether you were kissing or, or having sex or making whatever you were doing, and if something felt good and you're like, oh, who doesn't enjoy that? You know, you yeah. know that what you're doing is making the person feel good. Let them know that. Now, I get in trouble a lot of times for saying this, and I'm, I'm going to say Stop. it anyway because that's just me. Um, men, in general, we as men are stupid, okay? <laughs> we will assume you're having a great time just because you didn't say you weren't, you know? Uh. Or you could smile and, okay, that's our cue. We're God's gift to women. Now, it, it, it's not that simple. There, there needs to be some communication. If it feels good, tell us. If it doesn't feel good, please tell us. Don't just let us keep doing it for no apparent reason. You know, yes, our egos are fragile as men, but we also like to learn. We want it. If we think we're pleasing you, we're happy. But if we know we're pleasing you, we're even happier. There you go. Oh, my goodness, that's so hysterical. Okay. <laughs> so, it's true. I'm sorry. And, We're just like that. <laughs> but it is true. If if you don't say something, men just assume they're doing it right and you're happy and satisfied and everything's wonderful. Okay. Yeah, but, you know, we're but the guys if, who, you know, pick up a sock off the floor, sniff it, okay, it's clean. We don't know it's clean. We just know it doesn't smell dirty. So, you know, it's like or, or we don't know it's broken if nobody's telling dirt, us. Right? Oh, gracious. 
Okay, so if if your partner isn't doing something that feels good or if you're not enjoying something that you're doing, tactfully mention that, that you would like them to do something else or yeah. say say they're touching you and they think that you're really getting into it, enjoying it, and, and, and you're just not. You don't want to say, okay, that doesn't feel good or I don't like it. Don't, don't, don't be obnoxious about it. Maybe reach for their hand and move it somewhere that feels better for you. Guide people. They don't mind this kind of thing. Yeah. You know, help the person learn. And, and the thing is, keep in mind, too, that we don't enjoy exactly the same thing every single day of every single week of every single year. <laughs> you know, and, and the same thing for, for either partner. You know, the other person probably isn't going to like the exact same thing every sing, single time. So try something a little different or if something usually works really good for you and makes you feel wonderful but it doesn't one other time. Kind of, you know, either either touch your body yourself and see what feels good or, like I said, take take their hand and just, just move it or brush it across your skin and see what feels better. And, like I said, vocalize and tell them it feels good. Men love that kind of thing. Well, mo- any man that I've talked to enjoy that kind of thing. Yeah, we do. Actually, as much as I, I put us down for being ignorant in certain areas, we do enjoy learning. We do enjoy knowing we're, we're, we're giving you a good time as well as just us. I mean, the alpha male personality doesn't care, but we're not talking. We're talking in general, your partner, if it's a man. If it's a woman, of course, same thing. Talk to them. Tell her, hey, I'd like, you know, maybe a little bit to the left, or could you do that a little faster? Could you do that a little slower? Whatever. Either or, it, it's going to be beneficial for both parties, and, and further, further on down the line, it's just going to be a much happier situation if everything's just out in the open and you can freely talk and communicate about what pleases you and displeases you. Very true. I like this. You say, unlocking the vault that lies within begins with awakening your true feminine essence, experiencing it, and then expressing it. We have no idea what our full potential as vibrant and sensual beings is until we make the decision to explore our own hidden mysteries, to tap into and allow what is already there to be nurtured and cultivated for our overall overall health and happiness. So this isn't just about your sex life. It's your overall health. And actually, while, while we're talking about that, there are a lot of overall health benefits to having a healthy sex life. You want to you share a few of those with, with people? Because in, in my favorite one is that sex gets rid of headaches. <laughs> you know, so well, so when yeah. somebody says, I can't have sex because I have a headache, you are just really barking up the wrong tree with that one. That, is, that just doesn't even work. So what are some of the other ones? Well, I have three bad discs. I can tell you it takes that pain away. <laughs> um, okay, a healthy, happy sex life reverberates mm-hmm. out into every other part. Again, it's, it's your relationships with, in your business world, relationships with family. If you're a happy, satisfied person in the bedroom, you're going to take that into other places of your life. It's going to show up in how you deal with people. It's going to show up with how you take care of yourself because you're going to be more concerned about the way you feel. Um, there's those benefits. Orgasm itself, you know, it's a great workout. It as cardio, as getting the blood pumping, getting the tissues to open up and release their toxins, to, to put more oxygen into your into your cells. It, especially if you're doing something along the lines of, say, like 
sensual massage, a tantric massage, because you are physically manipulating and opening up all those tissues and getting the blood flowing and all of that, but then you start to build the sexual energy and it radiates through your body, filling you with this incredible energy that is... Uh, yeah, I'm going to get too hippie on everybody. Um, <laughs> it, this energy, this big ball of light is just going to light you up inside, make you happy, make you this radiant being. It, it, it's happiness that stems from a happy sex life. You know, and yeah. you know, also the, the satisfaction of knowing that you get what you deserve to feel good is a beautiful thing. That radiates throughout your life. Um, further exploration, you know, conquering new heights in your sexuality and your expression. These things also build confidence. They radiate in, radiate out into your life. The benefits are just overwhelming in every direction. Very so, true. And again, as I said, we are here to feel pleasure. The clitoris is a prime example. Men, men sadly, you know, You've got 7,000 nerve endings. We're down to about a third in the head of our penis, but we still want pleasure just as much as you guys do. <laughs> Say, make the most of the third you got, right? Right. <laughs> oh, gracious. I, was, I will never forget there was, I was having a conversation with somebody, and I don't even remember what we were talking about. And, and I said something, and I was, just, I was just casually making a comment. I said, well, you know, we're all sexual beings. I could have... She couldn't have given me a worse look if I had shot somebody. Honest to goodness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and, and I get well, that, too. Think you know. what you will, but you are. <laughs> you know, you may not choose to use it, but it's there. You know, oh, yeah. but, well, uh, I love it when I tell somebody I'm a sex and intimacy coach, and they're like, well, why would I need a coach for that? Sex is easy. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, okay, sex is easy. Good sex? Mm, not so much. Say it's, <laughs> it's an art form, people. Don't, don't dis- discount learning more. Yeah, but all right. Well, I tell you, I, I think I think we tackled all the important things. Did, did we miss anything really obvious that we need to we need to share? Um, nothing really obvious, but I would just like to let everybody know that I am actually currently in the process of putting together a program on this particular blog of the ten signs you might have repressed sexuality a program to explore on your own and then tips and techniques how to you know further integrate that and move yourself forward so awesome. that will be coming up in the near future see and i didn't even know about that all right see, i told you it wasn't obvious <laughs> see, if i didn't know about it and i i keep an eye on everything you post so i would have known if it was out there already <laughs> All right. So do you want to share your um, Facebook page address and your blog address for people? Absolutely. So if any of the things we touched on, you know, that do resonate with you or you feel like you want to talk about it or get in touch with me, you can either email me at tantraviking at yahoo.com or simply check out my website, which is ecstatic sensations.com or you could even go to my Facebook page which is just simply ecstatic sensations any of the ways you can get a hold of me that way perfectly acceptable you know I hadn't thought about this but I got to tell you tantric viking really just just shouts confidence to me 
really does. It is a strange combination. Um, it is. But I'm, I'm half Italian, half Norwegian. So uh, I have this, this, this ex- explorative, um, protective side. And then mm-hmm. the Italian, I also get this, this sensual, caring, compassionate thing. So, it, yeah, it, it translates when you know me. <laughs> the Italian side is enough to handle. I can imagine the rest of it. So, okay, all right. Um, hey, and I want to invite everybody. Last week, I radically changed the look of my coaching blog, okay? It, it's, it, I wish the picture on there was me, but it's not. But I changed the whole look of the site, and it, it just it has a really cool, cool new look. And I and I slightly changed the name of the site. It's still at uh, lovecoachjourney.com. But what I did instead of saying um, uh, just you know follow my my coaching journey, it now says that I'm inviting people to follow with me and to join me in this journey that I'm taking through all this coaching training. And the training, uh, you know, the, the 32 courses I took initially to pass the training and to become a, a coach was a fantastic start. But, I mean, you know how this stuff is. It's only a start. You're, you're learning. And, I mean, even, even as much as I've read and written and, and gone through this, this thing, there were some new points that we talked about that I hadn't really looked at it that way. So it just yeah. it never stops. <laughs> we no, keep learning cool new stuff. It, it, so I totally invite process. people. Definitely. So I invite people to, to take a look at my site too. It's uh, lovecoachjourney.com. And the look is new, but at the top of the page you'll see four several little lines that go across. If you click on that, it opens up, and you can see the archive for the radio shows. You can see information for my um Learn to Love, Accept, and Respect Yourself program, which I'm, I'm just I'm so happy with that program. The whole idea is to help people to understand what's holding them back in, in a lot of different aspects and to, to feel better about themselves and, and to respect themselves, which I think we all need to do. Oh, yeah. So, Paul, I'm tickled you could be with me today, and like I said, this is one of my, my pet topics, so we, we had to share this. Yes, we did, <laughs> so, and thank you for having me again. Very much, and when the program's out, you'll have to let me. You'll have to let me review it for you. That's what you need to do. <laughs> so, Sounds good. I would be happy to review it and blog about it for you. Perfect. So, awesome. So, listeners, thank you for being with us, and I will see you next time on Ready for Love Radio. Thank you.